Hi, it's Michael Senoff with Michael Senoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. The title of this interview is called Real Help for Attention Deficit Hyperactive Children That Will Keep the Whole Family on Track. For a child with ADD or ADHD, even the simplest of tasks can be a huge struggle, and parents may find themselves worn down and frustrated with kids who seem to be spacey or hyper while needing constant reminders just to stay on track. But according to Ned Howell, psychiatrist and author of Super Parenting for ADD, there is hope. And in this audio, you'll hear how to find the strengths and talents of your ADD child while also helping them stay focused and happy. You'll also hear the truth behind ADD and ADHD and how to know if your child has it. You'll learn the one best way to set up a treatment plan that will work for your family. You'll learn key strategies for parents regarding nutrition and routine that may curb ADD symptoms without the use of medicine. You'll learn the almost magic way to create a connected atmosphere team to increase the areas that your child can thrive. You'll learn how to make sure your child is getting the right medication and dosage. You'll learn the five-step process that creates a cycle of excellence for kids with ADD. According to Ned, love is the best and most obvious intervention, but unfortunately it's also the one that may get lost along the way. Many kids with ADD encounter constant reprimands and reminders about how they're doing things wrong, and as a result, their self-esteem may easily become damaged. But fortunately, ADD is manageable and shouldn't hold the child back from achieving at any level. In fact, many famous artists, CEOs, doctors, lawyers, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and athletes have ADD. And in this audio interview, you'll also hear how to help your child unwrap his talents while making his and your life significantly more manageable with the right treatment plan in place. Now let's get going. Hi, this is Chris Costello, and I've teamed up with Michael Senoff to bring you the world's best health-related interviews. So if you know anyone struggling with their weight, with cancer, diabetes, ADHD, autism, heart disease, or other health issues, send them over to Michael Senoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. In your book, Super Parenting for ADD, you call love the essential strength in the most difficult and most important job in the world, raising a child. Now, what was your inspiration to approach ADD from this perspective? To me, it's the most obvious thing in the world, and yet doctors don't talk about it. We don't use the word love. There's absolutely no intervention that you could possibly describe that even approaches love in terms of its power and importance. And I just wanted to put it front and center, chapter one, and make sure that parents realize if they trust in that power of love over time. You see, love doesn't work overnight. It works over many years. But if they trust in that, they'll absolutely get the best outcome. Instead of all these various interventions that are all fine, various kinds of interventions that we have, it's important to keep in perspective that by far the most important one is love. And it's particularly important for these kids with ADD, ADHD, because they often don't get love. They often get nothing but reprimands. They often get nothing but consequences and punishments and reminders of the ways in which they're deficient, disordered, disabled, and defective. And that, over time, absolutely crushes them, and you get really negative outcomes. 
My first rule of parenting, and I say this to all parents, is enjoy your children. If you're enjoying them, having fun with them, doing things that both of you like, you're doing it right. And a lot of parents with these kids, they don't enjoy them. The parents don't enjoy them, and the kids don't have fun with the parents, and they just spend their days in struggle. And that is not good. You really need to revise your approach so that you allow for special time, so that you allow for fun time, so that you go on a search for the kids' talents and interests and you promote them. Now, of course, I'm not saying you ignore the problem, not at all, but by far the best results you'll get if whatever you do is done in a context of love and play and fun. You know, it's one thing to say love is good, and I don't think anyone would argue with that, but then how does that translate into reality? And it doesn't just mean you hug and kiss your child all day, although hugging and kissing is wonderful. You know, part of love is setting limits. Part of love is saying no. Part of love is taking the time that it takes to set up a structure, you know, a time that you get up, a routine for getting dressed in the morning. A lot of kids with ADD have the hardest time simply getting dressed. You know, their socks are all over the house, their homework is strewn about, you know, brushing their teeth, they get lost on the way to the bathroom. The simplest of instructions can be difficult to carry out, and so you need to set up structures and routines that allow for these things to happen without a struggle. And again, that's not easy. That takes work. That takes experience experimentation. It takes patience. You have to hold on to your sense of humor. So this is what I mean by applying love, that it's not easy to do always. And you really do need help. It's very hard to do it alone. You need a team. If you're a single parent, you know, you need to create a team involving a teacher, a pediatrician, an uncle, a godparent, a coach, other neighbors. You want as big a team as you can to help you create the structures and develop the kind of what I call connected atmosphere for this child to grow up in. If you grow up in a positively connected atmosphere, you're going to thrive. But if you don't, it's going to be very hard to thrive. And a lot of kids with ADHD grow up very disconnected. They grow up without the kind of supervision, without the kind of friendships, without the inspirational relationships, the charismatic teacher or coach, the chance to shine somewhere. They grow up without these sorts of connections. And without that, it's very difficult to flourish as you go on in life. And you've had clients where you've seen this difference with love applied? Oh, absolutely. In fact, all of my clients benefit from that. But it takes time. You see, the people who only see me for a month or two to get diagnosed and started, they don't fare as well as the ones who keep checking in over the years and, you know, allow me to sort of coach them in creating this kind of connected world. Now, that is not to say you have to keep seeing me for years. Some do a very good job at just taking my suggestions and implementing them. But certainly, I can say that all of my best outcomes, all of the kids and adults, for that matter, who've done the best are the ones who really take this idea of love and connection very seriously and translate it into practical reality. I have a whole kind of roadmap of what I mean by a connected childhood, and I talk about developing a host of different kinds of connections, whether it's to your neighborhood or to school or to a pet or to special places and activities, all of that and more, you know, a spiritual connection, a connection to the past, to traditions, all of that is part of a connected childhood. And you notice 
says I tick them off, they're all free. That's the beauty of this special force called connection. It's free. It's readily available in life. The supply is infinite, but you do have to tap into it. It doesn't just happen automatically. You do have to cultivate connection. It's sort of like growing a garden. You have to cultivate it, and you also have to weed it, get rid of the bad connections, and you also be careful not to overplant it. Don't make your child too busy. Don't make your child too connected because then the, the growth gets choked out. So it's a matter of pruning, cultivating, weeding, and then enjoying. Don't try to smooth out their rough edges. Enjoy their rough edges. Celebrate them. You know, think of them as delightful, charming, idiosyncratic. You don't want to turn this kid into just like everybody else. Sure, you need to teach him to be appropriate, not disruptive. You need to teach him how not to offend other people because of lack of social graces and whatnot. But that's a far cry from telling him to squelch and sit on his real self. You want to help him learn how to be his real self, but in a way that others can enjoy rather than be upset by and what are some tips for parents regarding raising kids with ADD? I start with this connected childhood and love, and then you want to pay attention to basic physical factors, sleep. A lot of kids don't get enough sleep, and if you don't get enough sleep, you're going to look like you have ADD whether you have it or not. Physical exercise, hugely important. My friend John Rady wrote a book called Spark, the revolutionary new science of exercise in the brain, and he documents the copious scientific evidence of how whenever you exercise, you're essentially supplying your brain with a bath of nutrients and other kinds of substances that promote growth and health. And every time you exercise, it's like better than medication. It's tremendously positive. So exercise, sleep, proper nutrition matters a lot too. There's good evidence that additives, sugar, junk food exacerbates ADD. And so you want to try to stick with whole foods if you can and not too much sugar and go low on junk food. And I'm a fan of taking omega-3 fatty acids in the form of fish oil as a daily supplement. Meditation also can help a great deal. Prayer or meditation can be real helpful in kids with ADD. And these kids can learn to meditate. And then you want to create structure. You want to create routines and structures, strategies for remembering so things don't get forgotten. You want to develop that as much as you can. I'm also a big fan of a special test to find your child's conative style. Now, that's a whole topic that you need to get the book to read about. But there's a brilliant woman by the name of Kathy Colby who's developed a test where you can discover your child's conative style and once you know that you can coach your child using that information on how to manage school better i think you're going to wait a long time if you wait for schools to get enlightened so you've got to do the managing the schools aren't going to do it as much as you can do it if you take it seriously finally there's medication and that's the intervention that everybody's heard of but very few people really understand when medication is used properly it's very safe and very effective but you need to go see a doctor who really knows what he's doing or what she's doing, who really has experience in treating ADD. The goal is with medication that you get target symptom improvement, i.e. increased focus, with no side effects, no side effects. That's very important. There are a lot of kids out there who are laboring with side effects, and they shouldn't be. That's mismanagement of the medication. So you want to make sure you see a doctor who knows how to provide that for you. People are afraid of medication, and they shouldn't be. It makes no sense medically to defer a trial of medication while you try alternative treatments first. It's sort of like saying, why don't you try a year of squinting before you try eye class? The medication is so safe and so effective, and it makes all the other interventions so much easier 
easier to implement, that it makes medical sense to try it right away. Now, if you're afraid of it, then you shouldn't try it. In fact, the only reason where I don't say to people, well, let's start it right away, is people aren't ready. They're afraid. You should never take a medication or any sort of medical intervention that you're afraid of and don't know the facts about. So there's a good deal of education that needs to take place before you start medication. I'm Chris Costello, interviewing for Michael Senoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. Now, another thing you talk about is the mirror traits of ADD, you know, stubbornness. You can look at that as persistence. What are some of those other traits? The standard way of looking at ADD is so negative, but look at distractibility, sort of the hallmark symptom of ADD. What is that but a form of curiosity? You wouldn't be distracted if you didn't care, if you weren't curious. And these kids typically are very curious, very eager to find out what's going on. Well, that's partially a good thing. Or impulsivity, another one of the so-called negative symptoms. Well, what is creativity? But impulsivity gone right. You know, you don't plan to have a creative thought. You don't plan to have a new idea. They happen spontaneously. They depend upon some degree of disinhibition, some degree of spontaneity and impulsivity. So what I do is say, look, sure, there's a downside, but there's also an upside. So let's take advantage of that upside, not just squash it. You think Picasso was ADD? I don't know about Picasso, but many, many, many great artists are, and many entrepreneurs, and many CEOs, many Nobel Prize winners. People with ADD can achieve at the very highest levels. I have both ADD and dyslexia. I wouldn't trade them for the world. I've got a great life. I've written 15 books, and I've got three wonderful children and a wonderful wife. I love my work. There's no reason that everybody with ADD can't, as I put it, unwrap their gifts, develop their talents. Now, was school challenging for you, though? No, it wasn't. I was lucky that way. I excelled academically, so I didn't have the struggles that so many kids with ADHD do have in school. And those are the ones we really need to reach because when they struggle, oftentimes their self-esteem gets broken, and then that's the disability, the loss of confidence and the development of fear. That's what holds people back. So some more of those mirror traits? Did you have a few more of those? Uh, sure. Hyperactivity, another one of the core symptoms. That's high energy. Believe me, I'm 59 years old. I'm real glad I'm hyperactive. I've got extra energy. Virtually every so-called negative symptom, you can find a positive quality to it. You mentioned stubbornness. Well, persistence and spunkiness, you know, can come across as being disobedient or, you know, you have a conduct disorder or you're oppositional. Well, again, you don't want to promote people being oppositional, but spunkiness is great, you know, not being pushed around and always bouncing back. That's typical people with ADD. You knock them down 99 times, they get up 100 times, and they're a remarkably resilient, spunky group. And in super parent- for ADD, you also mentioned using something you call the cycle of excellence, a five-step process to help your child develop self and social awareness. Can you tell our listeners about that? They need to read the book to really get the full thrust of it, but it's five steps that if you set up in a kid's life, they'll bring out the best in that child. It begins with connection, of course, and that really is the starting point for everything good that we do. And then you move into play, and by play, I just mean use of the imagination. It doesn't have to be games and what you do at recess. And then you find something you like to play at, and that's the third step. That's practice, work. And as you work and practice, you get better, and that's the fourth step. That's mastery getting better, making progress. And then as you do that, you gain recognition, and that's the fifth step. Somebody notices the progress you've made. Those five steps, if those continue to cycle on, they generate confidence, self-esteem, motivation, discipline, passion, all the things that really do predict a great life. All right. Well, we want to thank you so much, Dr. Hallowell. Why don't you go ahead and tell them your website? My website is drhallowell.com, D-R. H-A-L-L-O-W-E-L-L, no period after the dr. Hallowell.com. 
That's the end of our interview, and I hope you've enjoyed it. For more great health-related interviews, go to Michael Senoff's hardtofindseminars.com. I hope you've enjoyed this interview with Dr. Ned Howell on ADD and ADHD. For more great interviews on health and wellness, go to hardtofindseminars.com.